hello, hello, and welcome back to Agency Nation Radio. My name is Ryan Hanley. I'll be your host today, and I am joined by uh, by a good friend of mine, Chris Langell, the owner, founder, president, CEO, uh, head developer, lead engineer at Evisor. <laughs> Advisor Evolved. Sorry, I'm also eating a raspberry protein shake while we do this interview. So if things don't come out correctly, it's because I have brain freeze. What's going on, dude? Hey, not much. And this is the this is the true test of whether or not you're really actually a good friend of mine is that you know how to pronounce my last name correctly. So good well, good, good job on that. If it, I always say <laughs> right there. it's Chris, don't call me Langilly Langel. That's right. My basketball coach called me Linguini for about six months because he was like, I'm just not even going to try to pronounce this kid's last name. But yeah, good times. Well, it makes sense if you take the E off the end. The whole thing makes sense without the E. But as soon as that E is there, like the American in me wants to throw like a like a illy on the end or something. Yeah, it's it's a confusing it's a confusing looking name. You know, it could be like Italian, it could be French Canadian, and actually, it's a combination of uh, of both. It's French Canadian, but it's like yeah. a it's like a hockey name. A lot of the uh, if you you know if you played hockey, if you're from uh, yes. Canada, Jeff Roy, he he knows how to pronounce my name. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Nope, I it definitely is pronounced like a hockey name. It is whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, whatever that means. I don't have hockey hair though, so that's cool. <laughs> that would be a violation. Um, so, okay. Uh, we are doing this podcast for a couple of reasons. One, because um, we've known each other for a while and I respect your insurance marketing and website game and SEO and all that kind of stuff. And we, we talk um, at different times to talk quite a bit about uh, just, you know, just wrapping the business. It's what we do. And um, also... Uh, you have done some work both for me on uh, RyanHanley.com, my personal site, which I don't really uh, use too much anymore. Uh, it still has all the content in it, but uh, we're working on a new project for TrustedChoice.com, our uh, a platform that that'll be uh, releasing here in another month or so. But you are also a speaker at Elevate 2017, and I wanted to have you on to talk a little bit about your. Uh, presentation, but just in general, talk about some of uh, you know the high level of of your topics. I think it's super interesting. I think it's something that not a lot of people really dive into. I think it's kind of a tossed around idea that that never really gets uh, someone's full attention. And and I love that you've kind of taken on this topic. The title of your presentation is "Investing in Agency Growth: Why the Expense of Digital Marketing is Simply the Cost of Customer Acquisition." Um, and you know the you use a word in there that I think a lot of people shy away from, and it's the idea of expense, right? So, so I guess walk me through your thought process in taking on this topic, and um, and then we can kind of roll into what exactly you're thinking and and what agents would be thinking about uh, when they when they're allocating dollars to digital marketing as part of their business. For sure. So. Um, I got, I kind of cut my teeth in the independent agency space in a really good friend of mine had a, a wealth management firm and we started a scratch agency inside of his firm. This is back in like Oh one Oh two. And I remember the first time I went to a, uh, dinner seminar. So dinner seminars are huge still to this day are huge ways to, uh, market in the financial advisory space. Uh, you know, you put on, you send out 
you know, 10,000 postcards, you get a hundred people to reply. You get maybe 60 people to come to a seminar. If you're lucky, you feed them dinner, you pitch them and they come in for an appointment. Well, those seminars, when you factor in the cost of the mailer and the dinner, uh, and the follow-up and all the, you know, all the mechanics of actually putting on a, a physical presentation like that, you know, you're looking at anywhere from on the low end, $6,000 up to we've, you know, we spent over $10,000 a couple times on these seminars. And the very first time, you know, my partner, uh, <clears throat> showed me the receipt. I said, what, what are we doing here? Why are we spending, you know, 10 grand on these, on these di- dinner seminars? And we have a bunch of people that are just showing up for a free steak dinner. And, <clears throat> you know, as I was asking him the question, I was like, the light bulb was going off at the very same time. You know, it's like, Oh, at the, at the end of the question, it's, you know, obviously it's, it's what it costs to get, um, to get clients in that, in that space, you know, and, and obviously selling a home and auto package, um, is, you know, you're not going to make as much money on that as you are selling an investment portfolio or, you know, some type of investment vehicle or, well, you know, annuities, real estate investment trusts, you know, long-term care, uh, managing an actual portfolio, those types of things, big, big, big commissions in that space. So to spend, you know, six to $10,000 on a seminar is not that big of a deal when you're potentially, all you need is one client from that seminar, uh, to, to, to break even and or profit. Uh, and of course, if you do it right and you get referrals from that client, uh, you're going to very quickly make your money back and then some. So um, that is sort of um, a line of thinking that doesn't really exist in the independent insurance agency space. I think a lot of, sub, uh, especially the veteran agency owners, they look at digital marketing and they're like, why do we need to spend money on that? We just built this, you know, whatever, $3 million book of business with handshakes and kissing babies and doing all that stuff. You know, we are a relationship type of agency. And uh, that's all well and good. The same type, you know, it's the same uh, sort of mechanics in the financial advisory space. You know, you're you're still going to need to shake hands and have the relationships and get word of mouth referrals and all that stuff. That's not going to ever go away in this space. And we're not saying that you should replace the physical with the digital, uh, but you definitely need to be able to augment. Um, you know what you're doing offline with 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 digital strategies, just the way it is now. So. Um, I guess what I'm getting at is that, you know, there is a, a customer acquisition cost and I mentioned his name already, Jeff Roy, but we were at a, um, a little mini conference in Chicago. Um, I don't know, maybe about a year ago and he was talking about customer acquisition and he said he spent roughly, you know, what I, I think the number was like $270 per client and everybody's jaw dropped. They just could not believe that he was spending that much money to get a client and I think the average agency owner doesn't really think all the way through the process. You know, they're looking at the upfront number, but they they fail to realize that if you retain that client for six to ten years, you know, who cares if you spent two hundred and fifty dollars upfront to get them? You're gonna, you know, you're gonna make your money back year one. And again, if you're doing it right, you're gonna get referrals and you're gonna multiply that that uh, commission. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting dynamic in our space. You know, we, we, a lot of times think we want to just get business for free, uh, without really, uh, investing in it or, or buying it. And, and, you know, me and you have talked until we're blue in the face about digital marketing. Um, we have 20 podcast episodes that we could launch tomorrow if we had just recorded what we were talking about, but, um, you know, the digital, the digital marketing 
game is um, it, it's not you know with the technology and the cost it's really not that expensive honestly to do some amazing things online and it doesn't take that much money or time uh, to do these things and so I think once uh, once a lot of people in our space sort of get past that um, you know they can do some really good things that was a fabulous answer it's a long for answer two, to a short question. Sorry about for that. For two reasons. I'm going to tell you why. The first is, during that answer, I was able to eat my entire raspberry protein shake. I bought you some time. That was actually on purpose. I, I know how it is to eat and podcast. <laughs> the second reason is, you brought up uh, a couple of really, really interesting points that I think are incredibly important. Uh, so one, one fact, I think in the last uh, Big Eye Agency Universe study that came out, um, the average independent insurance, no, this was the best practices report. I think the average independent agency spends, uh, somewhere between two and 3% of revenue on marketing when the, <laughs> I think the average for all other industries combined is like 10% of revenue. So as an industry in particular, the independent, independent insurance agents spend an incredibly low amount of uh, or percentage of their revenue, they reinvest it into marketing. Again, that is an average over the course of the over the uh, entire universe. That's not uh, any in particular agencies, as there's always exceptions to the rule. The one you mentioned, Jeff Roy, is absolutely one of them. Um, and the, and I love Jeff Roy as an example because he's from a, a small town. I think of like three thousand. He's got seven or eight people in his agency, tops. And this dude markets because uh, he, he looks at it not in terms of expensive. You, you said um, you said that digital marketing these days isn't expensive. And, and, and that's not uh, uh, the wrong thing to say. I, I agree with you. But expensive doesn't really matter because it's such a relative term, right? I mean, this is the thing that's always, that's always kind of broken me with this conversation is that uh, it's like – if I said, I, if you gave me $10,000, I'd give you $50,000 back, you'd do that in a heartbeat. But $10,000 without knowing what you're going to get back sounds like a lot of money. So the idea is that it doesn't matter what it costs up front. It matters what you're getting back in return. So there's two really important numbers, cost of acquisition and lifetime value of a customer. And, 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 and here's kind of where the rubber meets the road. And I think the tragic mistake that so many agencies make when determining how much to spend on, on uh, their marketing budget, it's, it's that they look at first year revenue right. as the, as all they're going to get back. Yep. They're like, I am unwilling to spend $40 on a lead because at most I could only make $150 on that homeowners if I write it. Yep. Well, it's like, yeah, but then next year you get another 150 bucks and the year after that you get another 150 bucks. And as long as you're doing, even if you operate at the, at the average of, I think is like 82 to 83% retention rate, you still have a pretty good shot of retaining that business over a two or three year term. And in that time you're make you could make 10 X the, the $40 or, or more on a $40 cost of acquisition. So uh, it, it really is a, uh, an interesting conversation. So why do you think, and you deal, so um, 
you know, as, as the, the founder and president of Advisor Evolved, you know, you're, you're dealing. So I guess tell everybody a little bit about Advisor Evolved. And then, you know, you're dealing with this conversation all the time with your customers. So why, what do you think it is about, um, what do you think it is about this? What keeps agents thinking only in year one from your experience? Like, why do they not think out to the lifetime value? Because I think if we could solve that, um, there would be, these, I think these conversations around digital marketing would be much easier. Yeah, for sure. And I think really what it boils down to is, you know, when you're in the, in the offline world, you know, if you had just have a little bit of personality, right, right. You can kind of control conversations. You can control sales meetings. It's a natural sort of, um, you know, quality to have in the digital space. A lot of people don't understand it. Right. So it there, it's not natural at all. They have no idea what they're doing. So there's this, you know, there's this gap that exists where people are just like, I don't know how to do this. So I'm just going to assume that it doesn't work or uh, that it's expensive or whatever. You know, you talk to a lot of veteran agency owners and the very first thing they say when you, you know, talk about digital marketing, <clears throat> whether it be SEO or pay-per-click or building a website or whatever the case is, almost inevitably the very first thing out of their mouth is, well, what, what's the ROI on this? You know, and that's either you know, that's either a legit question that they're, they're seriously interested in, or it's, it's an excuse that they're kind of just throwing that out there. It's almost like when you're, when we were selling insurance, you know, you would be on the phone with a prospect and you'd be saving them $800 a year over their, over their uh, current company. And then one of the very first things out of their mouth would be, well, let me, let me, let me talk to my wife about this. Like I need to talk to my wife. You know, they're not ready to buy right there for some reason. Um, they want to talk to their wife and in your head, you're thinking, what what is your wife going to say that she doesn't want to see what I want to save $800? <laughs> like what are we doing here? So, uh, digital marketing is very much the same thing. And it's like, would you ever question the ROI of, you know, your electric bill or your office space or, you know, an employee or whatever? No, because you need those things to actually operate your business and digital marketing is no different, right? I mean, in a couple of years, half the country's spending power is going to be controlled by millennials, right? So, was there a time where, you know, people in our space could get by without a website or any digital presence? For sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of people have done it and there's some people that are still doing it. But when you're talking about those types of numbers and the fact that, you know, over 70 plus percent of all transactions in, in our space start online, whether it be purchasing, customer servicing, filing a claim, what have you. Uh, you just have to be there. It's not uh, it's not an option anymore. It's not something that we can sort of ignore or, you know, just not pay attention to. It's it's something that we all need uh, to operate our business. Uh, and that that goes for a lot of small business owners, right? Not just insurance agencies, but uh, you could say the same thing for pizza shops and carpet cleaners and, you know, anybody that is in a extremely competitive space. You know, if, if there was only two insurance agencies in the country, sure, you may not need a website, right? There's only two of us, but there's the fact is there's two insurance agencies every, you know, every mile, it seems like. So, uh, in that competitive of a space, it's very difficult when everybody's selling the same products from the same company with the same offer and pitch, like, what is it that is going to separate you or differentiate you from the agency down the street? And a lot of it goes to, uh, their digital presence, their customer experience, uh, customer servicing, those types of things. And so 
uh, it really is a necessity now. And I don't just say that because, you know, I, I own a company that develops websites and does branding and, and digital marketing and coaching and those types of things. But um, it's just the reality of uh, what we sell, where we sell it, how we sell it. It's just something that is a part of uh, what every business owner needs. Uh, and, you know, <clears throat> there are some people that have said to me, do I really need a website? We have a Facebook page, you know, we get referrals on Facebook all the time. And it's like, you know, I, I get where they're coming from. Like some people just still do not see the value in it. Uh, no matter what, you know, they could get 20 leads a month and still would question, you know, what they're paying monthly or whatever. It's just, it just depends on the person, but, um, it is, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you, in many years ago, you would never open an insurance agency up without a physical office, uh, in 2017 and beyond when you have so many people doing business online, you'd be crazy to not have a digital presence, especially, like I said, when, uh, you know, it, it's not, it's not overly expensive or time consuming to build out a little digital footprint for your business. Yeah. So two things in there. The first is that, that, that ROI question. I, you, you were right. You said there's, there's two reasons people ask that they're either, um, uh, interested for strategic reasons because right. it, it they're finding ways to fit in and they're thinking about how they allocate dollars spent and, and where and the channels they want to spend it on and, and all that kind of really good stuff. The Jeff Royce, uh, right. Yeah. And the second one is the one that I think, um, I think a lot of people used very early on. I, I've heard it a little less. I mean, you probably get it more. I, I don't obviously sell website design or anything like that. Uh, we don't, we don't do that at Trusted Choice. Um, uh, we refer, you know, at least some of those people to you. Um, you know, it 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 feels like people are starting to get away from that uh, in general because uh, I think agents are are just more accepting of the fact that you know, not I'm not going to say all the way accepting, but more accepting of the idea that websites are are a part of doing business. So that that ROI question I think is still there, but I found more and more it's become strategic, which which is good. It's good. It's um I I think there is more to the return that you get from digital uh we'll just say having a, a use user or digital footprint, having a, a digital footprint online than just the the last click. I think the common mistake uh, that a lot of agencies make and a lot of businesses make in general, not just, not just IAs, uh, around the ROI and digital is last click, uh, um, figuring everything out via last click. So, uh, someone clicked from the Facebook page and came to my, uh, came, came to, you know, was referred to me th via Facebook and saying, you know, Facebook is where I'm getting all my business from. Well, that may or may not be true. It, it may be true in part, but they may have also, it may have just been the last place that they saw you having seen, been to your website five times and seen a YouTube video that you did and shaking your hand at some networking event and seeing your name on a billboard. And all this, all this activity led to them at some point just finding you on Facebook. Maybe they did a Google search for your, uh, for your agency name, saw that you had 17 Facebook reviews, read a couple of those reviews, and then that's when they called you. So it wasn't the actual, it wasn't only Facebook that drove that return. It was all the activity that you were doing in the space. It just cool. happened that Facebook was the last click. Yep. The same thing can be true with Google ads or your website or, you know, God, Twitter, I guess. Um, yep. uh, you know, so it, 
though you want to track where your business comes from, absolutely, you want to know that last click. Uh, there, there also has to be, and I think this is the harder part to get past, is uh, just a cultural belief in marketing in general, yep. and 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 that distributed marketing throughout the ecosystem that you work in, whether that's a niche, whether that's a a, a local community based play, or it's a line of business play, or whatever. Um, you really have to attack them from all angles today. Uh, direct mail. There's been some some new studies that have come out that direct mail done right is starting to uh, have a positive impact, especially when it's coupled with a campaign that's also digital and audio. If you if you're on local radio, and uh, and it can really have a good return. So yep. I think ROI just comes down to. Uh, you have to believe you got to track last click. That's important, right? That's probably as, as good as most agencies can get today. Um, it's it's become very complex to go beyond that. Um, and then just a larger belief that in general, the business is going to grow um, by being in these spaces. For sure. And, it, you know, it, if I could go back to the the reference I made when, when I had uh, my agency in this firm, right? Um it got to the point where, and, and these folks were my, you know, some of my, my partners and you've lived through this yourself, right? You know, at the Murray group, it's, you had to convince, you know, your father-in-law to let you spend a couple hours blogging each day or whatever, just in marketing in general, right? We've all been through that, uh, sort of us younger guys have been through that mode of trying to convince, uh, somebody, uh, a partner or a, one of our superiors or whatever to believe in digital and believe in marketing in general. And it got to the point where, you know, I kind of took it upon myself and said, look, if we're going to spend like seven to $10,000 a month and we were doing, there was a point in time where we were doing like two or three seminars a month. So imagine, you know, the expenditure there. Uh, and it got to the point where I was like, guys, like if I can find out a better way to, uh, you know, to do this, would you give me, you know, give me a split on the clients that I'm, I'm, I'm able to get, um, th- through my way of doing these. Right. So they're like, yeah, absolutely. Like, do you think we like spending 10 grand? Like, of course we want to get, you know, the, the lowest customer acquisition cost we can. And and so what we ultimately ended up doing was we, we moved our physical seminars to doing webinars like evergreen webinars. And this is back when, uh, evergreen webinars were not really a thing. Like there's software now that will make it very, very easy to do an evergreen, an evergreen webinar. But back in the day that software didn't, didn't exist. And so we were doing, it was just a nightmare to put these things together. But instead of reaching 60 people a month and spending, you know, an average of probably $7,500 to do that, we were able to reach, you know, 60 people uh, a day or 60 people a week uh, with some digital marketing stuff that we were doing, we were also still doing direct mail postcards, driving people back to a landing page with a postcard, which is almost like should probably be against the law right now because uh, it's just it's not a very efficient way of doing it. But they were very they were afraid to give that up because that's how they were they were driving people to seminars was with postcard marketing. Um, and so eventually, it got to the point where we started doing less and less physical seminars our customer acquisition costs were going down because we moved the operation uh, online. You're able to reach people in at scale and mass as opposed to, you know, dumping coal in the, in the freight train when you have uh, you know, you have cars that get, you know, 60 miles to the gallon, much more efficient way of getting in front of 60 target prospects. And um, 
they have not done a seminar since I left, and that was uh, about two and a half years ago. So they're still running uh, evergreen webinars. In fact, the last time I looked, it was the exact it was the exact same webinar that we recorded uh, when I was there. So they haven't really changed a whole lot of it, but it just goes to show you that you know you can take an offline uh, strategy and you can still do it offline. But if you can move it online, you can do it at scale. You can usually do it uh, at a lower cost, a lower customer acquisition cost, and uh, it, it it is it's all trackable. Like you say, last click. You know, it, it's not overly difficult to track website traffic and track uh, where referral traffic is coming from. If you, you can create a free Google Analytics profile, and it will tell you ninety nine percent of what what statistics and data you need to know about traffic coming to your site. And obviously you can also just ask the person, you know, ask the lead, how did you find us? You know, I know that you came to our website, um, and you found us through a website, but how did you actually get to our website? Was it a, a Google search? You know, did you see us on Facebook? So it's just a matter of asking people and that way you can calculate the ROI and you can keep on scaling the operation, you know, larger and larger. And, you know, it gets to the point where some agencies really have it down to a science. Again, um, I, I keep using Jeff Roy as an example, but once you have those metrics down, it's like turning a dial, right? You just, you know, you continue to invest in it. And if you want more leads, you dump some, some more money into it. It's kind of like throwing wood on a fire. You know, if you want to keep it burning, you just keep throwing wood on it. And <clears throat> digital marketing is very much the same thing. Uh, I could go on and on. I don't want to give up my entire presentation. Yeah, no, no, here, no. It, yeah. This is really good stuff. I we um, you know, I just have a couple more thoughts. Uh, yeah, sure. I think you you said um, just asking. I think that if step one of tracking where your business comes from, if you're not doing it today, and I and I've mentioned this on the show before, is is literally just asking the people. So is that and when I say literally just asking, I mean you actually say to them, "Where did you hear about us?" Oh, I online or the inter- if they say the internet, not good enough, right? So, what uh, did you mean the website or like the yellow pages online or Facebook or like? And they'll always have a pretty good idea. And if they don't, maybe you do just check internet. But most of them will know the last place they were. Exactly. Um, if it's a referral, check referral. You know, and, and come up with this. And I, and I did this by literally just creating, you know, sheets of paper that I would print out, little you know, uh, blank sheets of paper. And they would have categories on it, uh, the website, YouTube, Facebook, um, uh, referral, uh, you know, yellow page. We had, a, we had a bunch of them. There was like 10 of them. And then we had an other. And, uh, and I would hand that to every person in the agency. And I would say, if someone calls or emails us about a quote, right, that's what they want, a quote, calls or emails, ask them where the last place they were. Like, well, how did they, why are they, why are they contacting us? They, they. The, the the Murray group didn't just miraculously pop into their head. You know what I mean? Like exactly. uh, they found us someplace and, uh, and I just want to know what that is. And, and that's how we tracked it. We was all physical. I just had them put little check marks next to them. And then I'd collect all the paper at the end of the week and tally them up. And on a monthly basis, I'd have a report. And um, <clears throat> so the idea is that, you know, that's step one. You, you can definitely go higher tech, uh, but step one is just, just, just do that. If you're, if you're buying leads, um, whether it's through a, you know, subscription program like trustedchoice.com or it's on a, on a per lead basis through someone like an Everquote or compare or someone like that, um, 
then you know you want to be a little more sophisticated because you're going to have higher volume for sure. Uh, and there are tools that can help you do that, be a little more sophisticated, but you can still just use a spreadsheet or something. I mean, but you have to track where your business comes from. And, and this is one of my soapboxes, absolutely. Uh, because here's the thing. If you're not tracking where your business comes from, then you you can't make educated decisions on where to allocate your dollars, which is why I ultimately think most agencies don't. I don't think it's because they don't want to grow their business. I think it's because they're... I don't want to say confused, but just unsure of where to actually put that money into play, right? They right. don't, they don't know the, you know, they're just, I don't, no one wants to waste money and there's so many options and you got the, the whoever your local newspaper is co- guy coming in who was selling you print ads in the newspaper five years ago. Now he's coming in and he's a digital strategist and he's selling you digital ads and, you know, doesn't know what he's talking about and. You got that guy and you got this other guy over here and this this woman over here is trying to sell and it's very confusing and can be overwhelming. Um, that picture becomes much, much clearer if you start tracking. And even if today the answer is just not a lot comes from digital because you're not doing a lot, that's okay. At least you know where it comes from. And as you start to position some of that money into the digital space, you can see if those numbers change at all. You yep. can see if they change. And... Um, you know, one interesting fact, uh, and uh, uh, from my own experience, was as we did more on the digital side, our referrals went up. Yep. And the reason for it is, if I, if 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 Chris and I aren't insurance agents, and and we're just uh, softball buddies, right? And after the softball game, Chris goes, you know, you know, my freaking insurance went up again, man. I don't know what to do. And I got a good insurance agent. I would say. Dude, call my guy. He's the best. He's right down the street, you know, whatever. He's a good guy. Give him a call. Well, Chris isn't just going to go pick up the phone and call him because I told him to. I mean, maybe some people won't, but but a lot of people don't do that today. Yeah, I will, de- I will definitely. Do, I will go def- home, yeah. tuck the kids in, say goodnight to the wife, pop open the computer, and he Google searches the guy and checks him out. And if he likes what he sees, then the next day he calls or whatever. But- so a, a better, stronger digital presence, even if it's just a, a really slick, smooth, professional website done by Advisor Evolved, um, is going to help improve all the aspects of, of your inbound opportunities, not just like strictly digital uh, ones. Yeah. And you, you make a great point because here's the thing. I would definitely not call, right? I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to give away my age here, but I'm right on the edge of Millennialville, right? Like, let's just keep it at that. But I will tell you that I, I, you know, people call me and I don't pick up. I'd rather text you or message you or whatever. And we're, we're coming up on a generation of people that that's just how these, these folks operate, right? They, they don't want to physically drive to your office or call you. It's much easier for them to do business with you or kick your tires online. And, you know, by 2020, again, 50% of the country is going to be basically controlled by millennials, the spending power, um, that statistic, plus the fact that already we're not even in the millennial, uh, the millennial sort of, uh, demographic running the world yet, but already 70% of all transactions begin online, right? So those two reasons alone 
it just goes to show you that, uh, you know, having a digital strategy, building a digital footprint is not a marketing expense. It's not something that you have, you, you know, you look at and you say, all right, well, I spent this much last month and I got this much out. You almost can't even look at it that way, whether you profit or not. It, it's like, uh, it's like an electric bill or your rent, you know, you just, it's, it's, a, it's the cost of doing business, uh, in this, in this world now. And, uh, you know, the people that understand that the, the, the soon, the, the quickest are the ones that are going to be, uh, able to be opportunists. And, you know, I see a lot of agents all the time, you know, they, you know, one of the biggest ways that you can outrank, uh, that you agencies outrank competitor agencies in Google is because they're the only ones that have any motivation or idea of what they're doing. They may not be doing it well, but because the other 20 agents in their town aren't doing anything, they are just outranking uh, those other agencies by default. So uh, it just it boils down to getting mentally getting past that uh, that initial upfront cost and and focusing on it as a customer acquisition strategy. And there's uh, we've both written articles about this, but there's there's an article on our blog about this um, that is titled something like "Rookie Marketing Mistakes," and it's about you know customer acquisition and you know why. Uh, sometimes the easiest way to get business, especially in the insurance space, is to just buy it, right? That's what the big boys do. They don't sit around necessarily waiting for word of mouth referrals. They don't necessarily sit around waiting for uh, people to search for you online. They go out and they they bring the message to your door and they either that or they're buying books of business. So that's the quickest way to get premium on the books, lead, buying leads, buying books of business, um, and there is obviously an acquisition cost with both of those, but it's the quickest way to grow. Well, that is a perfect place to leave this conversation. Uh, if you want to hear more from Chris, if you want to dive into this topic and, and just so much more around insurance, marketing, technology, and how all of it is impacting the customer experience that we as independent agents and carriers and technology providers uh, Hit up Elevate 2017. Be at this conference. Guys, I'm not kidding you. Uh, the conference is going to be bananas, be awesome. bonkers. It's going to be wicked awesome. I mean, depending awesome. on what part of the country and one of those made sense to you. And um, and 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 it's going to be a lot of fun. And we have some, some great sponsors. I want to give a quick shout out to Travelers Insurance, Platinum Sponsor. Uh, it's, it's you attendees. It's you, it's, it's you guys who are attending, um, that make the conference awesome, but it's these sponsors that allow us to, uh, to, to, to make, make all the magic happen, right? Like, uh, you know, your, your ticket price basically pays for us to feed you and for the hotel space, but all the other things that go on, uh, the speakers paying for the speakers to be there, all that kind of good stuff. Um, it's because of these great sponsors. So support travelers insurance. You guys all know travelers, um, write business with them, reach out to your marketing reps. Uh, travel is a great company and huge, uh, proponent of the IA channel. Zywave providing software as a service technology solutions to agencies big and small across the country. Go to zywave.com to learn more. And we talked about lead generation. If you're interested in purchasing leads directly on a per lead basis, uh, particularly if you have the wherewithal or the desire to grow rapidly, 
Uh, I highly recommend Precise Leads. Uh, uh, Tony from Precise Leads is going to be at the conference. He's going to be a speaker, and um, and he's going to teach us why lead is not a four-letter word. It's not one of these nasty words. Um, done properly, handled uh, handled right, leads can be an incredible way to grow your business. And guys, I, some of the people I met at LeadsCon, some of these independent agents, what they're doing with leads, it would blow your mind. Uh, most agents pass leads off as, ah, that's just garbage shoppers. You are completely wrong. You are utterly and completely wrong if you think that. Um, there's some really cool stuff that agents are doing with leads and writing tons of business, tons of business. And uh, Precise Leads is one of those companies that can help you do that. So support our platinum sponsors. They are a big reason we are able to make uh, Elevate happen. Chris, thanks for being on the show, man. Uh, tell everybody where they can find out a little more about you. Yes, sir. My pleasure. So advisorevolved.com. You can check out a lot of stuff. Our blog is really good. We have uh, a podcast as well that Ryan has been on uh, a couple times. And so, yeah, uh, check us out online. If you are uh, in the market for a better digital presence, a better better website, uh, give us us a look. We have a good product and uh, very affordable. Guys, Get your ticket to Elevate today, agencynation.com forward slash Elevate 17. Get your ticket. I'll see you there. Thanks, Chris. We're out.